Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to him, them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now, the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit, and fire. His winnowing hand is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn in unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the second week of our Advent series, Grace and Truth. Advent, a time of preparation for Christmas. Advent actually means arrival. Arrival of Jesus. But Advent is not just a preparation for Christmas. It's really a preparation of ourselves. It's creating a disposition 
within us of receptivity of Jesus. The 17th century priest, writer, and poet, Angelinus Salinas, put it this way. If Christ were only born in Bethlehem and not in me, what good is it? If Christ is only born in Bethlehem and not in me, what good is it? That's the arrival of a person, Jesus, into our lives. Matthew and Luke tell the Christmas story with familiar figures that we all know, uh, Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, the stable. But John's gospel starts in a more theological way. He says Jesus is the word, the word of God a new communication of God to us, an utterly new, qualitatively different communication to humanity than ever before. John says it this way, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, full of grace, and full of truth. Not half grace and half truth. Full grace. Full truth. As Jesus is fully human and divine. Grace is God's love for us. It's just given. Just given. Unmerited, unearned. It's God's help. Truth is what's real. It's to see what's real, to see past the illusions, dispels deception in our wishful thinking. It's truth. Truth asks, well, what is real? What's really going on here? Grace asks, how does it heal? How does it help? Grace and truth. If you only have truth without grace, you focus on what's correct. You make judgment and you want to be right. But when it comes to forgiving and comforting other hurt people, accepting difference and ambiguity and walking with someone through dark times, it's just often not there. Truth without grace cannot help us enter the power of God's mercy. However, grace without truth is kind of being kind and forgiving, but often not honest, often not focused on reality, having a proclivity to live in denial, ignore difficult realities in our lives and in our society. Grace without truth has no focus for the liberating power of Christ in this world and in your life and in mine. Grace and truth, the fullness 
of grace, the fullness of truth. But friends, we'll never get this. We'll never be adequately prepared, disposed to receive grace and truth unless and until we feel in our bones that there is something we need to be saved from. Unless we feel that in our bones, we'll never be open to receiving him. If we don't require salvation, then Jesus devolves very quickly into a nice, wise, clever man, among many others. And Advent and Christmas devolves into a festival. A festival. We will never be able to sing the Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Oh, if we could sing that together from our hearts, we would meet him. He would arrive. Today's gospel, John the Baptist uses strong words, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The same first words out of the mouth of Jesus in the first gospel written, Mark, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. It's here. The word repent in Greek is metanoiate. It means to have a new mind, to go beyond the mind you have. Go beyond this. See and think new. Change your thinking. Because how we're thinking right now and how we assess the world and life is probably significantly wrong in some ways. It's probably off the mark. I mean, I know how true this is in my own experience. I look at my past. I look at the sins, the wrongdoing, the mistakes I made. And you know what first comes to me? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? That's it. What was I thinking? What were we thinking? What are we thinking? Imagine to see yourself the way God sees you and think about yourself that way. Imagine seeing other people the way God sees them. Imagine seeing God as God is and thinking that way. This happens when Christ is born in me. If he's only born in Bethlehem, what good is it? It's when we meet him and he arrives in our life. John the Baptist wasn't pointing to a new 
program or a nice idea of theology. John the Baptist was pointing to a person, Jesus. It's what we do for 2,000 years is point to the coming of a person who is Savior from sin. Change your mind. Look, see anew, repent, and meet him. That's kind of it. The greatest obstacle to faith, then, friends, is how we think. In my upbringing, it was, I'm okay, you're okay. Everybody's okay. We're okay. Eating Cheerios in the morning, smiling, everybody's okay. Modern morality, I often uh, uh, sum up this way. It's cool. It's cool. It's good for you. It's cool. You know, the biblical view is that you're not okay. And I'm not okay. Not fully. And somehow I don't think Jesus sent his son to die if everything is cool. No, friends, uh, we need a savior. Oh, I'm not that good, the Catholic Church would say, yes, you are. Oh, I'm not that bad, the Catholic Church would say, yes, you are. Well, what is it? Yes, you are, in the mind of God. Once we go beyond the mind we have, we begin to see one of my favorite statements is that broken though we are, we are still reflections of the one who loves us. Broken though we are, we are still a reflection of the one who loves us and who made us. Then we know the truth about ourselves. And it's okay that I'm broken. And it's okay that I'm a sinner. And I am one. Because I've met him. The fullness of grace I have met. And you are to me. See how it works? Truth and grace. Know the truth that I am made in the image and likeness of God as well. That I and you, you reflect something of the divine that no one else in the universe reflects, ever has and ever will. Because you were made in his image. It's like when a light hits a crystal chandelier and it little flickers of different color come out. You are that. You are made in his image. That never goes away. You were baptized in his love and life. He never takes that back. That's just given to you and me. It's just there, waiting to arrive into our lives, that which is already given. This is the truth, friends, and this is the grace given to you and me. Once we get this, we're not afraid of all that is sinful and broken because we know the grace of his mercy and forgiveness. Once we get this, 
we get Jesus. We kind of get it all. Get it, friends. Ask for it. This Advent, this day. I'll end with a little story. I uh, went to high school up in Buffalo, and people scattered in different places. I had two very, very good friends, best friends. And it's been quite a while, so I started to seek them out. It's been 40 years since I'd seen one of them. And I found his number, and he, he was in York, Pennsylvania, of all places. We met this past week in uh, Lancaster. So during our lunch, I said, so, so how's the faith stuff in your life? He said, you know, I no longer have faith. It's not how I think anymore. I just don't think it's true. And here was a guy who had significant faith at one time. He's in a pre-novitiate. I walked away so sad, so sad. And I realized it was because of my love for him. And I realized that my sadness and my love is just a tiny glimmer of the sadness and love that God and Jesus has for you and me and this world. It's why he became human among us. Because he loves us. He loves you. Friends, the Christmas story is not a fairy tale. It's about real people and real events that really happened and continues to happen today in people's lives over and over and over again. It happens right here, right now, in you and me. This is the Christmas story now, here, in you and in me. If Christ is only born in Bethlehem, what good is it? The word became flesh, filled with grace and truth, and it's all ours. Let him be born in you this day. We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.